Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who's visibly experienced excited about spring coming to michigan it's eric wayne i am you speak the truth my whole body is like reacting in funny ways to the warmth you know i'm just like a like an adult butterfly emerging from a a chrysalis on a scale of like one to ten how much do you trust like this version of spring it's the end of april i better trust some of it like the earth's tilted axis is pretty undefeated and the rev you know the revolutions around the sun kind of happen faithfully yeah i mean it's like a 50-50 thing are we going into the next ice age or are we going into summer we'll see uh, you know jury's out <laughs> um we go ahead you could like sacrifice a virgin or something do you believe in kind of the 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 agriculture of fertility gods here you know i personally don't but i guess more power to you if you do <laughs> You seem a little uncertain about the changing of the season, so. Well, northern Michigan. You help it along. We'll do that to you. Yeah, I but suppose. We went up to Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes on Saturday, went for a hike, and it was crazy because we, like, trekked through, I don't know, a couple inches of snow, like, both ways, and there's snow, and yet it's 55 degrees out, and the sun is shining down on Lake Michigan, kind of making that, like, summer turquoisey color on the water. It was a very... um I don't know. Out of season and interesting juxtaposition. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty right out of a postcard. Yeah. Working for the TC tourist board. <laughs> they, I, sh- I should be. They, they should pay me. Um, so, Eric, you're a man who watches a lot of Fox Sports Detroit. Are you not? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, have you seen the onslaught of commercials there for, the, for concerts and, like, events coming up in Michigan recently? Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. them. No. Well, oh, yeah, because they have, like, the special – special plugs for it like jimmy buffett was a thing last year you know and the the coral reefer band i <laughs> get it yeah so yeah i see the i see the commercials yeah there's there's been a, a lot of who's, i feel like this year who is it this year it was like uh some rockers the um the big one i feel like we've seen about 90 times is journey and def leopard are coming oh. to i don't know where it is in somewhere in michigan but they show the commercial 
and these dudes got to be about 80. Like, I don't know how their bodies can physically, like, hit drums and play guitar. I don't know, whatever. Play play guitar anymore. How, how do they even Def, travel? Doesn't Def Leppard have the one-armed drummer? Sure. I, they, I think they do. I, I wouldn't wouldn't know from from anything. But no, there's like a lot of work. There's the it does feel like a lot of work. Um, so there's there's that there's the illusionists. I, I believe they're coming to the Fox Theater. Um, there's Hall and Oates and Train, which oh yeah, Hall and Oates and Train. Don't even get me started there. And and Disturbed and Godsmack are both coming to to Soaring Eagle within two weeks. Um, are you a bit of a of an illusionist guy? I could I could see you going down the illusion road. I don't know. I, I I'm very cynical about magicians and illusionists uh my daughter and i have were kind of hooked on magic's biggest secrets finally revealed on netflix which is pretty cool and after you watch some of that you're just kind of like oh they're doing this or they're doing that you know i'm not feeling the magic no no neither am i i was mostly just being sarcastic hoping anyway that i was being sarcastic um but anyway all these horrible events that are coming to michigan like (laughs) why are we not allowed to have nice things like why are there no good acts coming to detroit that's a fair question well jack white i mean that's kind of a thing is he good i don't know what are the kids like the beyonce I, I, the kids do like Beyonce, um, but the kids yeah. like Big Sean, who, as you've learned, is a rapper who is, is from Detroit. Yeah. Um, but there there is one that I wouldn't mind going to and is actually at Comerica. It's the Zac Brown Band and One Republic. Uh, I'm not really big into the Zac Brown Band, but I do like One Republic. They're kind of chill and mellow. I don't like music that, that seems like, very yells safe. at me. That- <laughs> yeah, you're non-confrontational. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so anyway, brings us to this like this week's leadoff question: What band or singer would you most like to see play Comerica? Well, for me, I think the most important thing in a musical act at Comerica is that they are light and they don't have a lot of staging. Because I want to save my field for baseball. Because that's because <laughs> that's what its field is for. Don't wreck my grass. You'd think they'd have some technology at this point to not make the grass look like poop when they're done. Like a hovering stage? Well, even if you, like, um, took, like, metal bars and, like, you know, punctured them in the grass, but those are the weight-bearing things, like, that anchored down underneath the field or something like that, there'd be some technology, you know? Like, you lay a, a, a metal meshwork underneath the grass, and then you'd put the rods down into a receiving uh, coupler down, and that would hold the staging and preserve your grass. You should tweet that to Heather Nabosny. Come on, Heather. Try. This is a multi-million dollar facility and big concerts. Save our grass. I don't know. The musical act. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. The beef of the week has come early. The Venga Boys. I don't know. Is, don't is that a real real group? <laughs> it's just like a cheesy dance group. Oh, okay. Um, so obviously we missed the big one a couple of years ago. Jay-Z and Eminem played Comerica. And, yeah. you know, I didn't win the lottery beforehand, so I was un- unable to actually attend that. Um, your boy Big Sean I thought would also be a possibility. Um, and you know that I like Taylor Swift. She obviously could could come to Detroit. That would be fun. Um, but the big winner, obviously, the person that I'd most like to see would be Justin Timberlake. The Michael Jackson of our era, 
most talented man in show business. Give me JT patrolling the stage in center field. That just feels like a natural fit. I've kind of been into the Beatles lately. Hmm. So I would like Paul McCartney. He's a fossil kind of now, you know, he's old, but he'd still be pretty solid. See a lot of his, his stuff. How about just like the whole group? Well, half of them are dead. So that's a little hard, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4, J O R D I N H O, and then just the number four. Um, Eric is at Comeric Eric. Do you post on, on, on Instagram anymore? Occasionally. When, when you have a picture that the world needs to see? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And if you do, make it funny and we will read them out. We had a, we had a run for a while where we were getting a bunch and we were reading them out and that was fun. They've kind of slowed. So if you listen to the show and you haven't left us one, this might be a good time. Um, say something funny and we'll we'll have a good laugh about it on next week's show. <laughs> we'll laugh even if it's fake. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So, base, speaking of funny, baseball is a funny game, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? It is. It's, it's downright whimsical and amusing. Uh, the last, or this time last week, you and I were sitting here after watching our team fall to four and nine, and mm. I was quietly starting to wonder, like, hmm, do we have a chance to to get that first overall pick again? Then we bust out the whooping sticks, and we reel off five of seven this week, and suddenly we're two and a half games out. It turns out the trick is to play teams that are actually worse than us. I think it's become very clear where we fall in the pecking order of baseball. We are not as good as the Indians. We are better than the Orioles. And we are about as good as the Royals. That, that feels very that feels does, smack does that on. feel true that feels kind of true i think we're better than the the lower 10th the lower 10 percent of the league i think we're better than that that we we're better than the orioles the marlins kind of some of the basements well we're better than the white Sox. i feel like our nose at those teams yeah we're about as good as the royals but not as good as good teams we're not good but we're not like garbage. We're not the worst. Right. Um, so we're three full weeks in now. I feel like you can really kind of divide it up like good week, awful week, good week. Yep. Have, have we actually learned anything yet? I, I think we like I said, I think we're we're middle of the, the pack. We've been streaky, but um, it's been in the context of different series and facing different teams. So that has had a lot to do with it. The weather, the weather really had a lot to do with it. We couldn't hit worth a, worth a lick. There was a stat one time where like the average starting temp game time temperature for all our games was like 39 degrees or something like that. It was a little ridiculous, but we are three weeks into the season. We've played quite a few games. I think we're, we're learning slowly who we are. Um, we haven't run into a lot of, good good teams yet we haven't played the angels we haven't played the red Sox. we haven't played you know some of the big boppers and specifically we haven't run into any real good good pitching yet which i think when when we outside have outside of kluber and Cl- Cl- and carrasco and I uh, say and junis and and Scoglin, of course 
I, I was actually kidding about Scoglin. Junus, yeah. I think, actually is. Junus is actually good. good yeah, Scoglin yeah. should, or however you say his name, he shouldn't be good. I have to admit, though, if he were a tiger, I would be on the bandwagon. I give me the tall lefties with funky delivery. <laughs> like I'm, I'm all about that. Um, but you know how the guys that I'm all about end up turning out. Um, we'll talk about that later. Maybe. We we will get to that. Um, that that's well built into this outline. Um, but is it that simple that we are, you know, we beat the teams that aren't very good and we're going to lose all the time to any time we face a good starting pitcher? Because that's kind of how it's played out so far. Well, I mean, you get some variation within that, but yeah, I I think that's kind of where we sit. I mean, we don't have the firepower, we don't have the um, home runs to really complete compete with some of the big boppers. Our pitching is um, is is solid uh, for the most. Our starting pitching is solid, but our bullpen yet is got a couple of really good pieces, but still not overall to maintain, you know, winning in night in and night out. There's there's holes there's holes in our team. Power bullpen consistency is not going to be there. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, I was listening to the game on the radio when I was running yesterday, and Dan and Jim were talking about how over the the Royal series and then even back a little bit into the the Oriole series the seven eight nine spots have just been killing it I think it's yeah. really interesting like we've spent so much time talking about the new kids coming in all this this you know the transition and the guys that have actually made our lineup tick over have actually put you know runs on the board has been you know a combination of Iggy and McCann and Dixon and Jacoby guys that we've essentially had here the whole time I think it's it's really interesting that we've I feel like we've we've looked so far into the future that we have overlooked that these guys um are still there like obviously all those guys have flaws none none of those guys are are great players but um they could be you know uh you know one or two war players i mean that's that's really what you're after you know and everybody wants the big free agents or developing the young guys who you catch as they ascend and get that uh value out of them as they hit their prime um I think I'll give Tokar some credit. Uh, David Tokar's on on Twitter. He, his kind of theory is the the new market inefficiency is these two or three war players, and if you can get them, if you can accumulate a whole team of these guys cheap enough, maybe you can put a team together that can compete, which is a little bit like what we're doing, but we don't have quite enough guys. Yeah, and so the, yeah, the key would be to mix in a. You know, a couple of those guys right. with a couple of the ascending stars, which yep. we have some that are coming up, um, you know, it's certainly in Candelario, possibly in Dixon, too. But the, the majority of those ascending stars are going to be on the pitching side. Um, how close do you think we are to a 500 team this, just this year? How, how much improvement do we need to make to get to that magical 500 mark? Things things would really need to work out well we'd need to get fortunate and a lot of things would have to align to get us to be 500 the good things that have happened would have to continue and a couple of the little flaws that we've had would have to get better we'd have to hit for some more power and to be to to the the team's credit it has started again nick has finally started started to find that 
Um, I, I was reading a stat. I don't remember who it was by. I feel like I do this every week. I always have these stats that I hear that I don't remember who they're from, that Nick was actually second in baseball in, in hard contact percentage, which... The advanced metrics, like hard hit rate, love him. Barrels and all that kind of stuff. That, that's Those numbers all love Castellanos. And we probably should get into this a different week because I didn't prepare anything, but it just always feels a li- his actual production always feels just a little bit short of that um yeah. is that in a i don't know we, we shouldn't get into this because this is this is a deep uh deep topic yeah, it's an interesting question yeah it gets a little little number heavy um, we'll look we'll have our people look into it for you <laughs> yes and if if you want to be part of the group that is considered our people feel free yeah. to look into <laughs> if you it. want to be if you want to be the our people please by by Let all means um so a big part of this week's success of course was jacoby jones double triple two homers one of course being a walk-off because he was hungry um he's, he's looking <laughs> more comfortable up there when yeah on 420 when he's when he's you know not hungry um and the, the big thing still only nine strikeouts all season um i feel like i've asked you this question yeah. before but i'm gonna ask it again what more do you need to see from him before you're fully willing to jump on board uh, i i'm i'm jumping on are you i, I I've, I've already jumped i i've decided he's giving us everything we would have hoped for with Mikey Matuk. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Power, some defensive prowess, speed. speed. I think he's faster. He's faster than Mikey for sure. Oh, definitely. He makes he makes sh expletive <laughs> complete happen, which is kind of his thing. Uh, I could go to. I could see myself going to the ballpark with a big Jacoby make s happen sign. I can I can get into that. Um, no, he's been fun to watch, hasn't he? Yes, I actually have that on my note. I feel like he exemplifies the new like fun to watch tigers. Like yeah. we're not we're not great, but all of a sudden there's reason to turn them on, other than to see Johnny Kane eating something weird or wearing a unicorn hat. You are excited when he comes to the plate. I, I, if I'm kind of uh, doing some chores around the house with a game on, and Jacoby comes up, or frankly, if um, Dixon comes up, those are the guys I want to pay attention to. I want to see what's what they're going to do. Yeah, obviously, um, to answer my own question, what I would need to see before I jump on board, I, I want to see. A month of this i want to see a month and a half two months of this right i i came into last year and you, you remember this jacoby was my guy like i wanted yep. him to make you know break camp with the club um i don't know where i fell off the the bandwagon but i'm i'm off the contact rates have been up um yeah i mean he he looks like he has more of a clue what he's doing and you know rod talks about it all the time that's due to all the hard work that he put in with with lloyd um i don't know there's just something about it. The that, approach is so much better. Yeah, I mean, the approach it couldn't is have gotten so much, much worse from last year. It feels like a hot streak to me. I And, you know, bad bad, bad players have hot streaks like this where they just yeah. kind of go unconscious. True. I want it real bad to be true because I've always liked him. Like, he seems like a, you know, like you say, he makes makes stuff happen. But Yeah, he's a perfect size snake. I, I mean, he's, he's toolsy. Yeah, so. absolutely. And truly, even if he doesn't ever hit for average, say he hits for – 250 with some pop and with some speed and plays an amazing center field that's okay like that is a a, a person you can have in your lineup when you don't have a hole at shortstop a hole behind the plate a hole 
right. you know, not not saying Dixon as a whole, but you know, when when there are complementary pieces, you can have guys like Dixon as your nine hitter and Jacoby Jones as mostly a, a, a defensive first center fielder with you know anything you get offensively from him as a bonus. He's a nice piece. Yeah. We'll see. Like you say, we'll 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 watch over the next several weeks and see if this this holds up. And I don't mean to poo-poo him because I I very much want for this to be real. I'm hesitant to jump back in. Um, okay. And in you know in three weeks if he's still you know hitting 270 and is driving in runs from from the sixth spot, I probably will be leading the charge. Um, Thank you, Captain Wet Blanket. Appreciate that. <laughs> Continue. Uh, this, that's not usually my role. I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Usually I'm the one saying, back off my guy. Um, right. So let's True. move on. Uh, Michael Gerber came up. It was a, Gerbs. a little odd. Um, came up for the doubleheader as the 26th man. Everyone and their brother assumed, okay, he'll start one of the two games. And then I he didn't. He came in as a pinch runner for, for Miguel. Um, and Gardy's quote, uh, you know, paraphrasing something to the effect of he'll be able to put on the back of his bubble gum card that he pinch ran for a Hall of Famer. Right. OK, so after the game, Gerbs either asked or somehow talked to Cabrera about getting a ball signed by Cabrera. And Cabrera was very gracious and then gave him a bat, too. Now, is that a cool thing to do as your first big league game coming up in your locker room or do you have to you know fake it till you make it you have to act the part like yeah i'm a big leaguer i don't need miguel cabrera's autograph because i'm you know i i belong here just as much as he does what what would be your take i mean i feel like i don't know i think there's something um in the moment about it like i got this bat signed from him after my major league debut or whatever yeah. because obviously they've shared a, a lock a clubhouse before you know gerber was the there through spring training and whatnot it's not like he didn't know cabrera or had never that's met true him. Um, it's not like he's fanboying ex- exactly he, he, i think he's probably just trying to mark his moment <laughs> of of the first insertion into a game exactly. I, I could get that yeah. but I, I thought i also found it a little peculiar but when you frame it in that way i guess it makes more sense and i i do think there is something to the fake it to the fake it till you make it type of deal like if he, if he came into spring training and did that i would then i would be a little bit concerned that maybe he just doesn't have what it takes i don't know but <laughs> um obviously he is back up now I thought it was curious. Um, the the options for you know bringing somebody up for the the NL um, road trip is, you know, the choices are minimal. But um, you know, Hook Hook's probably not going to enjoy hearing this. But uh, Gerbs is hitting like a buck ninety down in Toledo. He's not exactly lighting the world on fire. Um, right. Th- I mean, there aren't a lot of other options. Just it's it's interesting, and obviously it's rooted in the the Verhagen DFA, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, I don't know. I I find the timing curious. I guess. Whereas I, I saw somebody was talking about possibly it, it, they might have might have should have used or uh, brought up either Pete Cosmo or um, Ronnie Rodriguez. Just give themselves a little more positional versatility. No, Pete Cosmo is useless. Ronnie Rod. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe they fill in defensively uh, an inning or something like that. But Gerbs is just as useful as a pinch runner and as a um, pinch hitter late in games in a National League game. Gerbs is fine. I mean, you're going to call up a live body to do some of those things for you. Gerbs is as good as choice as any. The, the Verhagen DFA baffled people a little bit more than who they called up to replace him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. Why um, wouldn't you just ride it out with Verhagen? Yeah, I mean, they are, like I said, they are coming into the, the Pirates series, so you probably yeah, want an additional bat. bat off the bench. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if Grayson Griner was the choice, but he... he He'd give you another catcher, yeah. yeah. But, they, but they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. So let's let's move on to this Verhagen thing. Obviously, um, anyone who's ever listened <laughs> to the show knows that Verhagen is, um, is my guy. Your boy. I don't know exactly when this started. Um, I've I, I've always thought of myself as liking him a little bit more than most people, but it's gotten to the point where I am apparently the only one who likes him anymore. Um, it was I found this. Go ahead. Are you willing to even let the concept or let the thought flitter through your mind that perhaps Verhagen just isn't as good as you think he is? Believe me, I've I've thought it. <laughs> The thing is, is he still yielding a 182 batting average against? Here, here's my thing. It's not necessarily that Verhagen is good. It's just that I don't understand the thought process. Like, he was the eighth inning man on opening day. At that yep. point, we knew exactly what he was. He was a pitcher with limited experience relieving who had good stuff and was prone to pretty substantial blowouts, mostly fueled by walks. What have we seen since then? A guy who's had great success at getting out of some innings, who's had a couple blowups due to walks. Like, for him to be the second walks best reliever. Walks are still bad. Yes, you can't I, have a guy who walks. But he, Gardenhire knew what he was dealing with on opening day. We're three, oh, so, th- oh, we're three I, weeks I, later, and now he's unrosterable. It, like, it we're going to have a turd on our roster, but it's okay because I know turd smell. No, that doesn't make any sense. You don't want turds around. Exactly. Well, that's my point. If he's a turd now, he was a turd three weeks ago when he was being used <laughs> as an as an eighth inning man. There, he didn't yeah, lay out. And maybe any... they should have taken Blaine instead of him. Well, I'm, maybe I'm not. That, maybe that's, that's the a flaw. Thing, in the, is I'm not the saying the results have not been there. The results have not been there. He has alternated great appearance with terrible point appearance if he could i mean don't i we we can go back and forth on him all day my thought is how did he become unrosterable three weeks of typical verhagen into you know after he was the opening day eighth inning man all right now following your line of logic yes he will get picked up by a team on waivers right Mm-hmm. If if he's got the the equipment that you think he does, he'll get pat he'll get picked up. However, if he passes through waivers unclaimed, that would seem to substantiate that most teams are not uh, thinking that uh, this is the guy we need to have. It also so we shall see. It could suggest that they passed him through at a right time when nobody has an open forty man. man I mean, there there are. Okay. But right. I, I definitely understand your logic, and there are certainly. Um, Would you be surprised if he goes through waivers unclaimed? I'd be a little surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I am shocked. But I'd, I'd be surprised. Okay, um, we, we shall see. Just, he might be terrorizing us the rest of the year, but we'll we'll see. 
I will take just the tiny bit of joy from that. Um, if you got if you got claimed, yeah. yeah. My 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 thought is it just feels so knee jerk. It feels like like yesterday he was awful. The, speaking this, we're recording on Monday. The the Sunday game, I will concede that. I just I don't know. It feels like Garden Hire is. You know, he's an experienced enough manager. He should be able to see the forest for the trees. Like, the Blaine thing. Like, there's been a lot of talk about him coming back. If he's coming back three weeks into the season, why was he DFA'd in the first place? He should have been on the fort. Like, he's had three good weeks at Toledo. He's been, you know, he's been really good. But has our perception of Blaine Hardy changed over the last three weeks? Like, he has done what Blaine Hardy does. Like, his success at Toledo doesn't change anything that we know to be true about him. If he's major league ready now... You know, to be one of our top twenty-five guys, he was re- you know he was ready to be one of the top forty guys three weeks ago. I, I guarantee you that if if Verhagen passes through waivers, goes to Toledo, puts up over three weeks a point six four ERA like Blaine has, he'll be back in the good graces of everybody, and they'll be clamoring to have Drew Verhagen back up. I mean, I just. I feel like they're a little That's bit how diff- works. little bit different case because Verhagen sure, is a little bit less experienced as a reliever. You still have that okay, now he's fully focused as a reliever, you know, is he going to take a step to the next level? But you know exactly what Blaine is. Blaine has been the same thing for 7 years. Um I don't understand how I mean obviously we love Blaine and I he was I think he was it was it tonight that he was dealing. He threw I think yeah. six shutout innings as a starter. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I'm committed to the idea that Blaine is good. We, yeah, obviously we want Blaine. Okay, we talked about the idea of being good. Um, results would suggest that Alex Wilson is no longer yeah. good. And if you're being yeah. honest with yourself, you can make a, a pretty good case that Alex Wilson hasn't been good for kind of a while now. Do we need yeah. to just get used to the fact that Alex Wilson isn't good? Oh, but he's a bulldog. But he can just go out and and bulldog all the hitters with his bulldogingness. I, I get a little sick, tired of that narr- narrative. <laughs> um, yeah, it, he, he like was first or second in the league in hard hit balls against. That's like he, he's kind of getting drummed. Um, yeah, what do you do? The guy has been a soldier for you, that, right? That's the, that's the problem. He's pitched a ton of innings. He's performed well, but yeah, you see, it's it's not there. And how many guys can you protect for a a cleanup style role, right? Once you get past Green, Jimenez, um, and Stump, what, uh, you got to use your other guys. Work is the next most reliable at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was discussing with everybody. discussing this with my dad today, and he had a good point about Avila. Like, at least he isn't being indecisive. Like, for Hagen, it's yeah. been terrible. He made a move. Like, I don't, I don't agree with the move, um, but right. he did. He didn't. He didn't mess around, and it'll be a good test of yeah. that. You know, he he is less likely to try to hide guys. Yes, th- certainly like either on was. the bench or in the in the middle or back of the bull or in the, the the bullpen, just try to protect them for a couple weeks and you know hang on, hope they find form. No, uh, unless you're indispensable, uh, you're getting dispensed. Yeah, you know? and if if Alex keeps going like he has been, um, I mean, a month from now, would you be surprised if Alex Wilson wasn't with the club? 
uh, you wouldn't be surprised, I suppose. No. And I think it's really funny. Marsh. We just we just talked about not hiding guys. Um, when's the last time we've seen Victor Victor Reyes? Well, yeah. Well, that's a different case. Yeah. And you and I have both advocated for not hiding him on the roster. Yes, he is what yeah. some might call hashtag bad at at baseball. He's he's got a little bit of Darko going on, right? The the human either victory cigar or white flag. He if looks, you see Victor Reyes in a game, we've we've either won or stopped trying. But he looks so good in batting practice and running the bases. Stop it with Victor Reyes. Okay, let's I'm move on. <laughs> let's move on to your power rankings. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Power rankings. We're not doing power rankings. We got beef of the oh, week. Beef, beef of the week. Where, where is my beef head? of the week? Um, so let me tell you about this week's beef of the week. The the weather's been nicer, so I've been going around my home, kind of taking inventory of the damage that winter has wrought. Okay, and around my home, I have kind of in the back. There's a little little strip of woods. There's like a ravine, mm. and this area is filthy with turkeys, <laughs> wild turkeys, and you think. The turkeys would just stay in turkey space and the people would stay in people space. No, the turkeys are coming up and getting all up into my landscaping and my business. And I also have wood chips around my home, like a civilized suburban man would, obviously. <laughs> and the turkeys are pawing at it with the with their spurs and their little turkey hooves or whatever they have and they're pawing up the wood chips and they're pecking on it i think they're trying to get like bugs or grubs and they eat these things but they're spraying my wood chips all over the grass so i come with my little rake rake them back in here come the here come the turkeys again flip 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 pawing at it like some kind of rabid turkey dog and you think maybe just in the back no they're coming in the front they're brazen these turkeys and they're they're destroying my landscaping you know today is the opening day of turkey hunting in michigan and these hunters are going to don their camouflaged vestments and they're going to uh tally forth into the field in search of the elusive turkey no these things are they're under my deck they're five feet from where i sit like, just open the door and shoot them with a gun. Like, it's out of your window. You don't need to hunt them. You just just sit in a house and drink a beer until they show up and you kill them. Ah, stupid turkeys. That's beef of the week. So, essentially, the turkeys are making more yard work for you. And that's the problem here. Yeah, they're making it look bad. 
They're scratching up all my dirt and wood chips. Stay in turkey space, turkeys. This is people space where the people live. Now, if you could translate that into Turkey, I feel like you'd have a better chance. And, of course, get them, you know, iPhone so that they can download, yeah. subscribe. Just um, open my window and you like, yeah. Get away, turkeys. That's turkey speak for get away. I, I, I figured. I mean, I'd, I'd recognize that anywhere. Yeah. Stupid turkeys. Okay. So uh, no stories from the side of the road. I did see um, are a muffler and a tailpipe the same thing. No, the the muffler is the more elliptical bulbous piece, and the tailpipe is the uh, the exhaust tubing. That kind of after the muffler would come the tailpipe. The rest is just like exhaust. I think I saw both on the side of the road. I am usually they fall off together. I am not a car expert though, so um, but I I have a different thing um, because I haven't really seen anything interesting other than that. Um, I've titled it "Fire Takes from Below the Line." Um, I don't know if you've ever been on the internet, but um, when people comment on things, sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's ridiculous, and when it comes to posting on you know posts regarding tigers sometimes they just bring the fire takes um so i have i have four fire takes from below the lines um these are actually all from facebook because i didn't need to go any further than facebook to make this bit work Um, so i feel like this is kind of m live commenter type stuff yeah used to find all the trash comments on m live i feel like it's gotten a little better but yeah yeah i'm tracking with you we're making making fun of the stupid things people say online I mean, yeah. that, that is summing this bit up. Okay, uh, the first one comes from a Saturday game recap on Bless You Boys. Uh, and this is the take. I didn't include any names because... Um, that's, that's benevolent of you. Yeah. This is, and I quote, You can tell Gardy put a stamp on this team in spring training. They play the right way and have fun doing <laughs> so. Plus, you got rid of, get this, the four cancers from last year, JV, Ian, Upton, and JD. Just win series, boys. <laughs> Those were the cancers on the team. The talent from last year's team was, in fact, the problem. You know, that is incredibly stupid because those are four very talented ballplayers. However, would it surprise you if this – it wouldn't surprise me that much if this year's team was better than last year's. I mean, it's certainly true. And I had the worst record in baseball last year with those guys. Maybe, maybe Facebook commenter is right. I mean, I I suppose (laughs) I do think there is a little bit to the, the Kinsler thing. I, I feel like the mood in the locker room can't be any worse with him at Glon. He he just he came across as sulking the entire year last year. Like once you, once he, has, he has kind of a biting, brooding kind of sense of of humor and about about him. And I, I think he's a decent guy. I think he's a nice guy. It's just he's he's got a very kind of cutting kind of sense of humor. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. This is from the Tigers. They posted the picture. Tigers drop series finale versus Royals. So this would have been from yesterday. Um, and I quote: Bullpen strikes again. Second. B, comma, own, win. Oh, that should be, I'm assuming that should be blown. Second blown (laughs) win in four games. What a bunch of crappy losers they are. Same problem the team's had for six years and refused to fix it. Can someone say STUPID in all caps? Uh, 
occasionally the bullpen is bad. <laughs> it, it, I mean, if we didn't have good bullpens with lots of money, <laughs> what makes you think, random commenter, we're going to have an exceptional bullpen with no money? And the bullpen actually has been pretty pretty decent. Let's let's. We have honest. a couple horses. We have a couple horses in the bullpen. Uh, the next one is a video that the Tigers posted of Jimmy Howard, who is the goalkeeper from the Red Wings, throwing mm-hmm. out the first pitch. Um, this is the comment, and I quote, Don't worry, our bull- bullpen will give you at least 10 additional runs. Tigers fans, in all caps. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, the bullpen will give us 10 additional runs? Tigers what? fans. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's why I made the list. And the last one. <laughs> this one, I believe, was from Saturday. The Tigers posted a picture of the um, of Comerica, and it's it's empty. Like it's clearly a shot from before the know, game. Before yeah. gates are open, and yeah. this isn't the the one that I'm going to read. But there were several commenting. Oh, no one's there. Well, yeah, there's literally nobody <laughs> in the stands in that picture. There is no one there. Right. Um, but this is the um, this is the the comment. My son is supposed to be there. He's stuck on an elevator in the Ford Field garage. Later, this is commented. Um, this is commented by the same person on the original commented. Nothing. He was stuck in there for an hour and a half. Him and nine of his friends. They deserve something. <laughs> okay. Listen though. If your son is trapped in an elevator and you're having communication with him, what is your first impulse? To post on Facebook. <laughs> to put it on Facebook? <laughs> Wouldn't you just like want to try to contact the club? Or this person obviously has a cellular telephone in the elevator to let dad know about it. <laughs> like, wouldn't there be other ways to try to fix the problem? No. Facebook customer service is definitely the best way. <laughs> Although, with some, like, 1-800 customer service numbers, if I was stuck on an elevator, maybe it would be faster to tweet the person to try to get some help. Should, should have tweeted Johnny Kane. Johnny Kane would have come and rescued them. And bring him a, you know, a Nutella egg roll on oh. his way. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Twitter that was questions. Fun. Good job, Jordan. Thank you. I affirm you. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. <laughs> uh, the first one comes in from Deb, Deb Klug. She asks us, question for the podcast, how did you two meet and how did the podcast come to be? Are you going to say or how am I, I going to say or what? I mean, there's there's not a whole lot. I can say it. Um uh- Basically, I, Jordan hounded me for like a year to do a podcast, and I was like, no, no, no. And then I was finally like, oh, all right, let's give it a shot. I think that's how that's how I remember it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then the, the rest is history. Oh, I came on your uh, bros podcast. Yeah, prior to this show, I had yeah. a sports bros podcast. It was very similar in nature to this one, but we covered all the sports. Um, and yeah, you came on that. We specifically talked yeah. Tigers. Um, yeah, it just got to the point with that one. Like, I don't watch any other sports but baseball and soccer. So it was hard to have a podcast talking about all of the sports. And plus, 
pretty far afield, yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Uh, the next one is from Nicholas Haller. Will the Red Sox go 35-5? and five? Also, is the Matuk experiment over? Uh, the Red Sox won't because it's very hard to win that many games. So they would have to basically do what they did and then do it over again. Right? Yeah, so no to the White Sox. Uh, is the Mikey Matuk experience over? No. It is, it is not over. I think we're coming dangerously close to it, in fact, being over. And I don't want that to be the case, but he's a mess down, even down in Toledo. Like, I, I told you last week that I thought that them sending him down when they did was a, was a sign that they still believe something could be salvaged. I don't know. He's been he's – been So you changed your mind there. since then? Oh, no. Just – you know, we're not going to see him again until he starts to hit. And yeah, as he's going right now, he's actively getting worse. So – I don't think it's over. I think we I think we see Mikey again. Hopefully. I I, I like him and I, I do think there's a good player in there somewhere if he just can get out of his own head. Yeah. Um at Blazefire eighty four says, Every time I see Justin Verlander now, I break down sobbing. Can you recommend a brand of antidepressant? Ask my daughter or a doctor ask my daughter about. Ask my doctor about. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I can. You know, may, maybe not right to the pharmaceuticals. You know. Try, try talking with somebody, you know, yeah. go for a walk, you know, don't, don't hit the bottle right away. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but maybe not for your missing Verlander, right? <laughs> so maybe save pharmaceuticals for true health problems. Yeah. Imbalance. I don't want to, I don't, yeah, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but you know, let's keep mental health and missing Verlander. To be fair to at Blaze uh, Fire eighty four, <laughs> I don't think he was actually being serious. Um, but yeah, no mental mental health is a very serious, very serious issue. <laughs> well, pull it together with your questions, Blaze. Well, Blaze Fire sixty four. Maybe he has his. He's not. He's not he's, as old as you. You think Blaze Fire has his own style of uh, medication? <laughs> that kind of name, possibly. It's a good Celebrate time. Celebrate 420. It's a good time of year for him. Yeah. Um, we're just assigning Ill illegal habits to our listeners now. Um, Evan Ken at 95 asks us, how is me, Jordan Hall 23, doing after hearing that Drew Verhagen was DFA'd? Um, how are you? I'm, I'm bummed. Like, he, he's one of my guys. I feel like I like Drew more than I liked Pelfrey. Pelfrey was a guy that I thought was better than everyone said he was. Turned out that was incorrect. Whereas... I think the same thing of Drew, and I actually like like Drew too. He seems like a good guy. He came back from a really difficult injury last yeah he is year nice. before. Um, I, I want him he's to one of the few ball players I've talked to. Yeah, I've, I talked to him in um, in Blaine actually when they're in West Michigan. We chit chatted for a while. That that's always nice. I'd be I'd be a horrible reporter. I'd be a horrible beat reporter because I would love the guys who are nice and chatty, and I would hate the guys who are jerks. And that would be very transparent in how I wrote about them. I would not be even handed at all. Now, how would you feel about the players that are fat? <laughs> <laughs> If you're wondering why we're laughing, this is a this is with like a Lynn Henning joke. Lynn Henning is beating the drum of slenderness. He wants his players slender. It's been a recurring theme, so we have laughs at Lynn Henning. That's love funny. you. Dude. I try to be gentle, but also like jump on him every time he does it. I can't, I can't help myself. <laughs> I would love to, I'd love to get you and Lynn in a virtual Skype room. We need to make that happen at some point. I've met him a couple times. We've talked. 
He and he is what you see online is kind of what you get with Lynn. Uh, he he's authentic to the bone. There's there's no pretense there. I mean, it's just Lynn being the character that he is. He's the, he's a nice guy. He's he's super nice. Wouldn't harm a fly. Wouldn't say anything bad about thin people. I mean, he's fine. He's, he, he's fine. He he helps new people, and he's just. Um, a little antiquated in particular about how he goes about things. I feel like the word superfluous just covers Yeah. 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 He's, he's running through his mental thesaurus every time he's, you know, writing something. Uh, Jeremy Troya, the better of the Troya brothers asks, are you guys surprised? Are you, are you guys as surprised? I'm, I'm a terrible reader. Apparently. Are you guys as surprised about the team's competitiveness as I am, even though I, uh, no, they're not a playoff team. I'm actively rooting, um, and I'm actively rooting for tanking. It has been a fun team to watch. So we would have to know Jeremy's exact level <laughs> of, of of expectation to compare it to ours accurately. You know, I want to answer these questions, at, you know, faithfully, Jordan. I don't of, know. So of course. we we you know we can't answer. But what's the premise of it? Is he surprised that the Tigers are this good? Yes, I. I'm not surprised that they've been this good so far just because of the caliber of competition we've played. Um, yeah, we've played some we've played some dogs. So right. um you know, not to not to pour cold water on the you know, finish that metaphor however you will. Um, <laughs> um you know, base like I said many times sports is about moments. We've had a lot of fun the last week. Let's enjoy that. Um our buddy sure. uh, Jake Skoronek asks, when will Spurs win a trophy? When will one of my teams win anything? It's been years, which just sounds like pure desperation. Here's the thing. Go to ahead. clarify this, though, this is not the Greg Popovich San Antonio Spurs. No. This is Tottenham Hops, Hotspur, which is an English soccer team. Who uh, Man United put out of the FA Cup semifinal on Saturday. I believe that's why he's asking... Um, me specifically that question uh i kid i kid here's the thing your team is very good and you have a lot of good young players who some for some reason does seem like they're gonna stick around like eventually harry kane does harry kane play for that team he does he's good he is very good deli deli alley is oh yeah one of my favorite players in the premier like all all the spurs fans love him it seems like everyone else hates him because he's very divey and he's always in the middle of everything deli ali deli ali no he's awful when he's on the field something is going to happen like it's not always going to be good for his team but something is going to happen i i very much enjoy watching him play even against united i don't i don't care um but here's the thing one i don't know who else you you follow virginia clearly is not going to be winning anything anytime soon so i'd I'd go ahead and and pun on that one but spurs are going to run into an fa cup or a league cup or something here at some point they're they're not one of the big four but they're just on the cusp of where they would swoop in and get something in the next decade yeah exactly um next one comes from david nowashevsky uh at d nowashevsky 12 forgive me if i uh, pronounce that incorrectly how many more good starts do we need from norris before he makes the rotation and two who will replace our or, <clears throat> replace arson wenger Another soccer question, um, the, you know, le- forthcoming leaving Arsenal manager. The thing with Norris is not how good Norris is, but how bad somebody else is. 
Yeah. I, I hate to tell you. Yeah. I mean, it would be two or three bad starts by one of our other five guys and Norris even doing mediocre work and Norris would get a chance at that spot or, or one of the guys gets hurt or something like that. Yeah. So it's less about Norris and more about the other guys, which it was when he was left out in the cold for a spot before. Yeah. And I, I mean, if he, if he just comes out and starts throwing dimes, like I could see them making a move to maybe ditch fires, but I mean, it would take him being really, I mean, it would take them, him forcing their hand essentially. Um, yeah, I think one of the other guys would just have to scuffle for some kind of swap, but yeah, yeah same. Yeah. And who would replace oh. Arson Wenger? Um, I think the, the continuity choice would be somebody like Carlo Ancelotti. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's just not that great of a job. Like, see the thing with Arsenal and Arsa Wenger, 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 whatever his Wenger. name is. <laughs> yeah. So I could always remember who the manager was because Arsenal and Arsa Wenger, they go together. So you need somebody with Arsa to take over. So that's obviously Arsenio Hall. <laughs> I wonder if they've even considered that. Got you know, just so we remember who it is. Somebody on Twitter tweeted me a picture of Arsenio Hall. Is like, oh, this is who it's going to be. And yeah, you get to you got to share those first syllables. It has so to be that I way. Remember, you know, who I think could be a sleeper candidate is your boy Rafa Benitez. I I think that would be a great don't, fit. Somebody no. who's won in the Premier League a no, lot. Don't take Rafa. You know that song Jolene. No, you don't know anything about music. No. Jolene, Jolene, please don't take my man, even though you can. That's how I am Dolly Parton, and I'm singing my heart out to Rafa Benitez or whoever is going to swoop in and get Rafa. Please don't take him, even though you can. All right, leave us Rafa, please. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah we'll see. The right choice is Julian Nagelschmann from from Hoffenheim. He's one of those newfangled, you know, laptop Excuse managers me. that you know play with you know have advanced tactics and stuff like that but i think that's a little bit um too far outside the box for for arsenal so so saber is getting into the soccer world is that oh yeah yeah definitely um next one doesn't billy bean own a team or um or is partnering on a team yes i don't know i don't know which one but i do believe you are correct europe has three hundred thousand soccer teams Yes. They have an ungodly number of soccer teams. He, he yeah. definitely didn't buy a second tier team. I'm I'm sure of that. So um, there's plenty of soccer teams. Everybody can have one. It's fine. Uh, Ryan Fowler at Fowla Fowla asked us. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I heard Jim Price start to pronounce Nick Castellanos' name correctly the other day. Was I imagining things? When did this start? Why now? Was it a fluke or has he repeated this feat? <laughs> I, I think he's getting there. How many times have you heard Martin instead of Martine? Well, a I, lot. I think the whole Simon, Alfredo Simon thing really messed with Jim's head because I'm sure he was probably <laughs> thinking like, Simone, Martine. Like, it's he, yeah. he's he's a confusable old man. Let's be honest. Yeah, he um, it was some player for the other team that he tried to say it. He just butchered it. And I was like. Okay, whatever. Well, did you hear Trevor Thompson butcher Nolan Arenado's name? I'm like, Trevor, he is legitimately an MVP candidate. You need to know how to pronounce that name. (laughs) He is so good for you to have no idea who he is. Sure. I bet Johnny Kane knows how to say it. 
Uh, David Bratz at De- or at Detroit fan in DFW. Two questions. First one's for you. Um, for tonight's podcast, is Eric's new favorite song Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fires? Or does he prefer Bruce Springsteen, I'm on Fires? I'd include Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Ball of Fire. Balls of Fire. But yeah. I think the answer could get the in our could get the podcast in our rating. Musics. Uh, so just a lot of songs that have fires in the name. That's that's where we're going with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, of those songs, uh, Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" is the is the best of those of that bunch. I would say. Yeah, I'm digging that song. One time when we were um, when Whitney and I were driving down to her parents, we um, we both like history. We're a little bit on the nerdy side, but she got out the lyrics to the. We didn't start the fire, and we actually like went through each individual reference. It's it's a four hour yeah. trip down to her house. We had plenty of time. It's it's interesting. Like it covers so much ground. It's crazy. Kuda, I mean, you know, you could get it yourself into a. Um, a nice Wikipedia, lost in Wikipedia, starting from that song. If you're ever trying to kill time, yeah, Wikipedia and go awesome. through it. And You know what I spend a lot of time looking at is the rosters of European basketball teams. Like looking, oh, I remember him from when he played at DePaul <laughs> six years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, like, I find it fascinating that Barcelona has a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like they're like a sporting club. You think of them like, oh, they have this soccer team that's one of the best three or four soccer teams in the world. Well, they have a basketball team, and they have guys that don't make the NBA. <laughs> and I just think that's funny. I'm curious how many people in Barcelona care even a little bit that Barcelona has a basketball team. I'm I, sure there I, are some, yeah. but I imagine the the ratio is not real high. You don't think they can fill Camp New or whatever for a basketball game? I wouldn't think so. Also, yeah. nice Spanish pronunciation there. This has been a very soccery show. Yeah, um, sorry. I'm sure like four people love it, even... and everyone else is hating it. Yeah, sorry. Um, Deal with it. It's free. David, true. <laughs> David also asks us for the podcast: Are we better off trading Shane Green, or do we keep him at the deadline? Thinking one, we have him under team control through 2020, which I think is the most opportunist optimistic point. We will be good again, and two, a bullpen of him and Joe would be awesome. I think you've seen it already this year. Shane Green has filthy stuff and could be a elite closer. But I think we've also seen just a few little cracks in the in the armor. So I think the combination of maybe a few little weaknesses combined with the fact that we don't need a top-notch closer for a few years – and if the price is right, uh, you move green. Yeah, you don't give them away, but you know you move them if the price is right. I'm I'm going to come across as a little bit of a green apologist right here, but um, Shane Green has had trouble with feeling in his fingertips. It is extremely mm-hmm. hard to feel the ball in the cold with normal feeling in your fingertips. I'm willing to look past a little bit of um, some of the command issues he's had to assume that he's going to get a better grip and a better feel of the ball as things get warmer. Obviously, now, do he... you think if he if he put on some weight, that extra insulation would keep his body core temperature warmer, give him a better feel, and make him a better pitcher? But he'd piss off Lynn. It's give and take. That's that's right. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> it works uh, for Bartolo. 
works it, for Bartolo. It certainly does for old Bart. Um, at Blastianos underscore ass. Thoughts on Jacoby Jones right now? Yeah, we went over this. We think he's great. Yeah. Probably for a while. You think he's great. I'm I'm riding the fence. Yeah. Um, Brett Yoder asked us, is it wrong of me to irrationally hate Mike Fires because he looks like uh, Mike Avilas? You know, hate, love who you want to love, hate who you want to hate, live and let die. That seems Or fair. something. Yeah. Uh, David Cook, 19, at David Cook 1959, says, How many wins would it take for the Tigers fans to be upset when they're sellers at the trade deadline? Um, I don't know. Depends. I don't know the math on this. I don't know how many games are played at the trade deadline. But if we are uh, four or five games over 500, I mean, would players, would fans get a little pissy if you sold? I for sure, if you're under 500, you're sellers, right? I don't see there being any case. any uh, feasible course that gets us to the trade deadline where it's not obvious that we need to be sellers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just don't see it being a possibility that we enter the trade deadline because the whole cal- in contention. Right. Because the whole calculus is slid down to predispose you to selling. Mm-hmm. What would it take for our team to be buyers? It would have to a be minor miracle. We'd have to be a we'd have to be in first place by three or four games to be buyers at the deadline, I right? Definitely agree with that. And I think it might and, might even take more than that, right? Because the whole the whole math is like way down. So if we're three or four or five games over five hundred and we're not in first place or whatever, we're still selling. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Uh, and last one comes from Nicholas Haller again. Uh, next Tigers prospect to debut. Um, next Tigers prospect to debut. Oh man, I have to look at the the list. Who do you got? You have anybody? Um, I think Kristen Stewart. Stewart. I think would be kind of the obvious choice. I'm going to go with an outside the box choice and go with uh, Dowell Lugo. If there's yeah, a, a lot if, of people are loving Lugo. If there's an injury up the middle, I think he's going to get the call um, over Ronnie Rod. I think over Ronnie Rod, yeah. Uh, here's the thing: like he, he's just a, another guy that needs at bats. If they can, you know, if Iglesias or Dixon get hurt and there is an open spot to play more or less every day, I think he gets the call. I don't, I don't think they're gonna try Nico as an everyday guy in one of the middle infield spots. Also, a good prediction would be Grayson Griner. Yeah, definitely. The the aforementioned Gray Grayson Griner's got two mentions on this show. You believe that? I can't. He's a big man. He's like six seven. He is he's sizable. Big dude. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino4, Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however you listen to the show. That is how we rise up the charts and make all of the the cash that we we take home to fuel our spotify playlist i haven't trouble get out of my garage lately with all the groupies you know just at my door like get let me through you know i got stuff to do groupies let's do all those reviews all those yeah. ratings all those reviews um eric do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the night if you know any turkeys try, <laughs> tell them to stay away from my house you are so heated about the turkeys Go away to Turkey Land, stupid turkey. No, that's it. 
Turkeys are magnificent animals. Why don't you just respect them? Take take a picture no. of them. Take take a picture with them. No, they're good for eating and staying away from my house. That's all they're good for. Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. <laughs>